0: This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on v the sports betting network.
2: three of the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside former two-lane Green Wave great Sean King. I am Tim Murray talking some college football. Did a little preview on the Houston Texans. The I, gentle- I
1: want to make one small adjustment before we bring in our next guest. Yeah. When we come from break, I want you to introduce me as leader of the Miami Hurricanes in the college football playoff bandwagon. Go for it.
2: Uh well, let's uh let's let's jump into that with our next guest, Matt Humans. Great. Mr. Humans, uh check out his great work, by the way, in the college football betting preview, and he will absolutely be a part of the NFL betting guide, which will be coming out shortly. Um Matt, what are your expectations for Mario Cristobal's squad in year one?
3: Uh probably not as high as Sean King's. I actually think this team has chance to be really good. Uh, But Mario Cristobal is a coach who I have a lot of questions about when it comes to game management situations in the fourth quarter. He can turn a win into a loss. We've seen him more than once in Oregon. And uh, he's a great recruiter. And I think Miami's talent level is going to jump by leaps and bounds over the next few years. The NIL situation, the transfer portal, Cristobal as as a recruiter, all that stuff works in the Hurricanes' advantage. And I think you're going to see that program uh, really improved significantly over the next few years. As far as this year, uh, I'm not so sure. I love the quarterback, and I think that um, Miami has a chance to be in that conversation for the, the playoff. But they have a really tough game September 17th at Texas A&M, and that's going to be uh, you know, one of those, those swing games that's either going to launch Miami to a big season or it's going to be a setback and probably eliminate them from the playoff picture. Yeah,
1: I agree with you. Uh, Mario has done some things, Matt, in the fourth quarter, make you scratch your head. My, my bet and my, I guess, energy towards Miami, it also has a lot to do with the fact that Sam Howell's now not at North Carolina. Kenny Pickett, Jordan Adelson, not at Pittsburgh. Clemson mm-hmm. is still trying to figure the quarterback position out. They lost Brent Venables, Tony Elliott, uh, Jeff Scott. Like, for the first time, I feel like everybody else has questions. Wake Forest lost Sam Hartman, you know, Tony Elliott yeah. in his first. So I just feel like With Tyler Van Dyke, I think he's the best quarterback in the ACC. Now that Hartman is out for the year, Miami has elite skill talent. Chris Ball does bring accountability and discipline. I just feel like it's right when you look at the schedule. Tough game at Texas A&M. Also go to Clemson, second to last game. But everything else seems manageable.
3: Yeah, that's true. That Texas A&M and Clemson, those those two games are uh, huge road games. That's kind of a lot to expect uh, Miami to win both. I think you're right about the ACC being up for grabs. And as far as Clemson goes, I always let Tim pronounce his last name. I say DJ. <laughs> Me too. I do the, the same
1: thing. I do the same thing.
3: I just, I don't, um, I don't know what he's going to look like uh, when the lights are turned on. You know, you hear all these reports out Clemson practices that he looks phenomenal in uh, camp. And then, Last year, you looked at him, and uh, that the performance he had in that loss at Notre Dame the previous year, it just hasn't materialized on the field for him at Clemson. So, yeah, I, I do think that conference is up for grabs. Miami's got a great shot. It's just uh, it's going to be tough to work other way into that fourth playoff position when you got to play at Texas A&M and Clemson. But, um, hey, man, I'll give you credit for taking a shot with uh, a longer shot because in college football, it's way too easy to pick the favorites to make yep. the Final Four in the playoffs. And that's usually what happens.
2: Yeah, and look, Cincinnati last year I think was around fourteen to one to make the playoff. They of mm-hmm. course went undefeated and uh, and found their way in. As we talked to Matt Humans, Matt Humans two four seven. Catch him uh, weekdays with JVT on the Edge, and of course he'll be uh, a vital piece of not only our college football betting guide, which is already out, uh, but the NFL betting guide as well. There's a couple win totals you have in the betting guide. I want to get to in just a moment, but I am curious. Uh, we all did predictions for. Who would make the playoff? And I think a lot of us were of the same mindset with with you know Alabama, Ohio State. Who are the other two, uh, Matt, that you have getting into the playoff? And is there a futures bet out there that intrigues you uh, for a team to make the playoff this year?
3: Yeah, I, I'll admit, I really don't like doing college football playoff predictions because you just pencil in Alabama and either Ohio State or Georgia, <laughs> and it, there's not much intrigue to it. You yeah. know, it's not like college basketball futures, Tim. You and I love that, that college hoops futures, and you can take uh, shots on uh, long shots, mm-hmm. even triple digits, and have a realistic shot to get a team to the Final Four. It's happened in recent years. It just doesn't happen in college football. Uh, so... Utah's one team I think's got a shot. Utah's fifty to one, right around that number to win it all. I wouldn't bet Utah to win it all, and I don't think there's much value on the Utes at five to one to make the playoffs. But if you're looking outside, uh, teams like Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, I think Utah is one of those teams that's probably in the conversation with the potential to win the Pac-12. It's obviously a huge game. In week one, the Utes go to the swamp and they gotta play Florida if they win that game. I think you could see Utah Put together a really long winning streak, and uh, one advantage to the schedule is Utah has USC in Salt Lake City, so that's a big plus. Uh, it's it's a little bit of a reach, but Utah's probably the team outside there that I like the most. I know Sean King knows this when Cameron Rising was promoted to starting quarterback uh, last season. I think in the fourth game because Utah was one and two after that loss to San Diego State through three games. Utah averaged 38 points per game on offense with rising and quarterback. I think he might be worth a shot at 101 in the Heisman race. Obviously, he's got to win that opener at Florida. But rising is one of those guys who's going to end up being talked about as, a, I think, a, a top NFL prospect. That nobody's really talking about right now. He's a little bit under the radar. Man, that kid's talented. He can run the ball, too.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of Utah. I'm actually a big fan of Utah and USC. I, I think, Matt – this is a year, if the Pac-12 champion can figure out how to navigate the season and not have more than one loss, that they actually get in the college football playoff. You know, a team that interests me, and a lot of this revolves around the fact that they have a young quarterback who Ohio State thought highly of. I trust Ohio State's evaluation at the quarterback position. They've been spot on for the last 15 years. He's now at Texas. I know they have a really tough match in week two, but if Quinn Oors can play – with everything else that Texas has on offense, even if they're just average on defense, can Steve Sarkeesian get the Longhorns to the Big 12 title game?
3: I think he can. Actually, I'm dating Oklahoma. That's one of my win totals, is Oklahoma under nine and a half. But I think Brent Benables might be the uh, the coach at the high profile programs, the new coach of the high profile programs most likely to uh, underachieve this season. You know, I like his quarterback a lot. I got questions about Benables. And Oklahoma, don't forget one. Six games by seven points or fewer last season, and that was with Lincoln, Lincoln Riley calling the shots and uh, Caleb Williams a quarterback. Uh, the Sooners were playing with fire. They escaped last season. I think you might see a little bit of regression this season. And the Big Twelve is tough from top to bottom. You got a lot of coin flip games in there. I think Oklahoma is going to be an eight and four, nine and three team. I played under nine and a half on that. I think Texas does have a shot. Quinn Ewers. I read all the reports out of Texas practice. You don't believe everything you read. But if he did, you would think that they'd got Justin Herbert they're about ready to unveil in Austin. <laughs> because uh, the way that kid spins the ball, the way he throws it, uh, people are just in awe of Quinn Ewers. And uh, we'll see if the, he's the real deal. See what he can do it against Alabama in that early season game in Austin. But, you know, when you look at Texas and USC, it should be two of the most explosive offenses in college football. And they both have... Pretty bad defenses, based on what we saw last year. I'm not sure how quickly they can rebuild those defenses. You might be looking at some real shootouts in Texas and USC games this
2: season. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're. You're right there. The Isaiah Nayer, unfortunate uh, losing him. You know, he would have been a nice piece to bring in there to Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, uh, Sark. Sark will have it going offensively. Uh, so we'll see if they can put it all together. That six-game losing streak last year, though, man, hard to. Hard to get that
1: one out of yeah. my if mind. If Texas can be good, I'm telling you, Xavier Worthy is He's really good a Heisman-caliber talent. And Bajon Robinson.
3: Um, yeah, you're talking about a quarterback, a wideout, and a running back there who are all elite players in college mm-hmm. football with Worthy Robinson, and maybe Ewers. So I think Texas is going to be a, just an explosive team along with uh, USC. I do have to ask you guys one question because Tim Murray came on our show this afternoon. And he was touting. UCF over its win total, he was very confident in his delivery, very um, wise in his explanation and his handicapping. Now I see Sean King put out the same win total last night. I see it on the B-City email. So is that Sean King plagiarizing a pick from Tim Murray or vice versa? <laughs> Whose pick is that?
2: I thought that was teamwork.
1: Well, Matt, we're a team. I uh, thought that was teamwork. I'll,
2: I'll, I'll give it to Sean. I'll give that one to I Sean. I will
1: say I put UCF on his radar. He went and did his own research. And, uh, I did. I he did. agreed with my opinion.
2: I did do a little extra I research. I like think, the schedule.
1: And they came up because we were talking about a team that's not inside the top 25 that we think can make a lot of noise. And I think when you look at UCF's mm-hmm. schedule, if they get the quarterback position right, they're good. They're really good in a lot of other places. And uh, Gus Malzahn, I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. I mean, he wants to prove that Auburn made a mistake. Auburn's down. He has a team, I think, that can run the table. Uh, they're, They're a team to watch, in my opinion.
3: All right. I actually like Gus Malzahn. I know we're about out of time. K-State over six and a half, and Mississippi over seven and a half or two of the win total plays I like a lot, speaking of uh, overs.
1: You're a smart man. I've got K-State to win the Big 12. Well,
3: let me ask you, Matt. Uh, We had
2: Jimmy Ott on today, and his favorite play was uh, Ole Miss over his wins. Is that a Jimmy Ott plagiarism of (laughs) Matt Humans, or a Matt Humans plagiarism of Jimmy Ott? I was on that one early. I think he got that. <laughs> All right, final, final <laughs> thought, Matt. Your alma mater, you wrote him up under seven and a half. Give us the elevator pitch on why to fade the Boilermakers.
3: Well, actually, I think Jeff Brom's got a really talented team that's capable of winning more, but that Penn State opener is going to be huge for that win total, and Penn State's three and a half his favorite in that game. If Purdue wins that, it's probably going to go over the win total, but Purdue's won. Get this, win total is seven and a half, Purdue's won eight games once in the last 12 years, and that was last year.
1: Well, a couple things before we let you go. Uh, you got to call your boy in Detroit. David Blah, teach him how to catch a snap where he's going to get cut. Also, your Yankees walked <laughs> off with a grand slam and beat the Rays. And Malachi Nelson, <laughs> USC commit, offered $15 million over three years by <laughs> Texas A&M. But, Jimbo, we don't wow. do NILs. Great stuff, Matt Humans. <laughs>
3: you bet. Thanks, guys. Thanks, <laughs> guys. <laughs> Is the nightcap on V the Sports Betty Network.
0: At Bet 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
2: Looking for more sports betting discussion around your local team, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, DC. Subscribe to your local Citycast wherever you get your podcasts. Gotta love Matt Heumann.
1: Yeah, That's my guy. He's the best. We gotta get him in the studio.
2: He's a busy guy. He's got his own show. He's writing. He's got got the college football or the NFL betting guy coming out. But yeah, I agree. Um, but he is, yes, he is one to uh, come at you strong.
1: Speaking of college football, but well, like, I thought, I, and I, this is the hypocrisy in it. What's that? There is breaking news in the college football recruiting world.
2: Now, did he actually decommit the the guy that you're talking about?
1: He made like a cryptic tweet.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: and the USC people are saying that two, number one 2023 quarterback Malachi Nelson mm-hmm. is decommitting from Southern Cal and going to Texas A&M. And get this, he's getting $15 million over three years from A&M. This is the same A&M that Jimbo said does not pay for players. Well, once again, I, I guess if he's going to do it, be great at it. <laughs> I mean, I just don't know why these high school kids won't smarten up. I mean, because once you sign the deal, I mean, you don't even have to play. Like Miles Brennan signed all these NIL deals at LSU and decided to retire. He still gets all the all the money. Because you can't give the deals based on athletic accomplishments.
2: Well, this will be interesting if this uh I
1: mean you get fifteen million at 18, man, just go take finance. Don't worry about anything else. Just go take finance if you're good, bro. I promise you. <laughs> Get a bunch of finance courses and rock and roll from there, man. Live La Vida Loca.
2: I'm looking at the tweet from at
1: board Geniuses. Multiple, dude. If you, if you type in Malachi, that's yeah, multiple, multiple platforms. Say, I didn't take like a, a non-blue check. Oh,
2: darn. I would feel so bad for USC. To
1: I know there. it's a bad day for Notre Dame. I know you guys lost like one of the top online. linemen Actually, a kid from Tampa Eon Keeley, Yeah. Five-star. Go but down. you can't out-recruit Bama. Yeah.
2: Well, been committed for like a year.
1: And Berkeley's like a Christian type of school, too.
2: Seemed like a guy who uh, fit a lot
1: of uh, molds there. But Anyway, hey. so Matt Eumann said at a the, lot of good stuff. At
2: the end of the day, I'll say this, my last thought. I, I can't get mad over a 17-year-old deciding to go to a different Yeah, I, I never league. let it affect me, That's...
1: except when I saw them. <laughs> 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 so Matt, yes. being the genius that he is, mm-hmm likes Kansas State over the win total. Yep. Obviously, if they're going to win the Big 12, like I've pre- predicted, I they'll go over, the win, over total. the win total. Now, yes. what were some of his other plays that he that he felt strongly about? So uh,
2: he likes Oklahoma under 9.5. I agree with that. So I have played Oklahoma over 9. And the reason I played over 9 was because if it lands 9, which I think is a very good possibility, then it's a push, Right. I think nine and three is is likely. I wouldn't. I'm not. I don't push back on on what Matt said about under nine and a half. Um, but I don't see if they get past Nebraska, in my opinion, which is going to be a really challenging game on Nebraska. The road Nebraska. Yeah, week three.
1: Nebraska stinks. Okay. Yeah, they almost fired Scott Frost from his alma mater.
2: Went three and nine last year. One and eight in conference. They but they had a positive point differential in conference. Should have beat Michigan. So, I'm just saying, right. if they get past, if Oklahoma gets past Nebraska, Sean, mm-hmm. they're not losing four games in conference. They play Kansas State at home. Loss. They play Baylor at home. Loss. Oklahoma State at home.
1: Loss. Okay. Just, and I'm a big Dylan Gabriel fan.
2: How about this? Cigar bet mm-hmm. over under three and a half conference losses. I would no, say- no,
1: let's go with the total. The total is nine and a half. You no. take over nine and I, a half.
2: Why would I take a bad bet? I wouldn't play nine and a half. Did I personally play nine and a half? No. Yeah. I played nine. And what I was telling you in my rationale when I broke it down on uh, a show with Amal Shaw was if they get past Nebraska, it's more likely, in my opinion, that they go six or seven and two in conference than five and four.
1: So here's my opinion on Oklahoma. I felt like the Big 12 was catching up to Oklahoma last year. I felt like Lincoln Riley's genius got them some wins that they probably should have lost. You take Lincoln Riley out of the equation, you bring a defensive minded coach in, you take major pieces of personnel away from this year's Oklahoma team. I think it's a lot of even matchups. You know, I don't feel like they have a huge talent advantage like they have had. I think they can get it back because that's a big that's a a big program there in Norman.
2: They've been recruiting at a top ten level for many years.
1: They have, and a lot of those kids went with Lincoln to SC.
2: I mean, for a guy who knows this sport so well, Mm -hmm. you can't win seven on seven, man. And that's where USC, in my opinion, is.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I'm not talking about the validity from a result standpoint for SC. I'm talking about the substance that now is Oklahoma football this year. I do think Brent Venables will get it back to where it was. But Oklahoma has always had a talent. Like, they've lined up with the better players. I'm saying when you take Caleb Williams and Mario Williams and Hazelwood leaves for Arkansas and and some other, I just think the margins, in my opinion, were already getting smaller as it pertains to the rest of the conference. Like, I think Texas is more talented than Oklahoma on offense.
2: Okay, then Texas beats them. Okay, I still have if they beat Texas, I still have two more losses for it to come. I got you.
1: You're just talking win total.
2: And I'm I'm not in love with Oklahoma. I I haven't bet them to win the conference. Yeah, I uh, see. You. Yeah, I get you. So, I get so, you. So the reason I bet and I wouldn't bet, and that's why I said for for uh, you know Matt and others. I've seen others on the network bet under nine and a half. I totally get it. Right. If they trip up against Nebraska, you're sitting in a really pretty spot because Nebraska gave them all they could handle last year in Norman. And now that game will be charged up. It'll be, you know, big noon kickoff on Fox. It'll be the biggest game, one of the biggest games of the day, if not the biggest game of week three. So they could absolutely win that game. You know, Casey Thompson goes to Nebraska. I think Nebraska has a legit shot to win the West,
1: the Big Ten West. Casey Thompson should have been in Oklahoma. Well, he's in Nebraska. He should. He should he be. At a, Texas. He should be at Oklahoma. I don't know why he chose Texas out of high school. He's from Oklahoma.
2: But I also like the fact that Jeff Lebby and Dylan Gabriel are working yeah, together. I love Dylan Gabriel. So
1: if, if I would have UCF to make the national title game, if Dylan Gabriel had stayed in Orlando,
2: make the national title game or the playoff?
1: The national title game. No, I'm just telling you. Well,
2: I mean, it's it, it's it's an argument that can't be resolved. Right. So. Um, Very
1: unfortunate that he left.
2: You know, uh, Aaron, these these odds are from what? William Hill? Caesars? These crossovers? These are DraftKings. Okay, great. Um, I think these are really interesting. Crossover win total bets. Exactus. So who will win more games? Now, you got to keep in mind, SEC championship, championship games do not count. So Alabama, max they can get is 12, right? Uh, anyone in college football's max is twelve, so you got a five-game buffer for the NFL team. Bills are minus one ninety against the uh, against Alabama at plus one fifty-five. You basically have zero wiggle room, right, with Alabama. They have to go twelve and zero, and do the Bills stub their toe six times this year. I wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't touch that. I wouldn't either.
2: Florida State against Jacksonville.
1: I yeah, said that was intriguing. That's a pickup. Yeah,
2: minus one fifteen both ways at DraftKings. Florida State win total against Jacksonville. I believe both their win totals are six and a half.
1: Yeah, that's. A, you know, I'd have to really look at the schedule. So
2: off the off the initial uh, glance, I would maybe lean towards Florida State. Now, Florida State big swing game obviously is is week one against LSU. I I thought that Jimmy Ott brought up a, a, an interesting point about Florida State in that spot. Florida State opens the year against Duquesne. hmm Essentially a glorified scrimmage. But they get to go out there, put on the pads, play in front of their fans, win by 100. LSU does not. hmm Last year, LSU opened up at UCLA and got embarrassed. hmm Right? Wasn't that the one that Ed Orgeron was like, "Bring out your assistant blue shirts"? That was the one, right? He walked in there. UCLA the week prior had played Hawaii. Mm-hmm. How much of an advantage does it give Florida State that they get to work out some of the kinks?
1: It just depends.
2: I'm just I'm asking you.
1: Uh, so it depends. It's good for Florida State to get to work out some kinks, but it also gives the other team an idea of what you guys are going to be running offensively and defensively.
2: But are you really going to show your full hand against – Well,
1: I mean, you're going to run your stuff. Du- you're not going to come out Dukes. there in the wishbone. I mean, <laughs> you know what
3: I'm saying? I mean,
1: you're to, you, yeah. might, you might keep some stuff like in, in the back pocket, like trick plays and maybe a couple formations, but your base stuff, you're going to run. And it gives them a look at your personnel.
2: Mike Norvell would, it should get fired. The Sean.
1: greatest thing – for the opener, and this is why I love USF, Xavier Weaver is one of the best wide receivers in the country. BYU doesn't get a chance to see the new ways they've designed to get is him to football. after
2: before or after the team, uh, the team meeting?
1: Well, it's, you know, Jerry Bohannon just got to be good. We'll see. Oh, well, Seems super confident in that. I am. Money line. Hmm.
2: What a good bet by me. It's a nightcap. He's That's vsin. dot com.
0: This is the Nightcap on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network.
2: It's the Nightcap here on VSEN.
1: <laughs> Man, our outtakes can win an award. <laughs> that was <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, man. Oh man. Oh my goodness. Oh man. Well then.
2: Hey, uh the uh <laughs> the Yankees won on a walk off. Josh Donaldson hit a grand slam while we were talking to Matt Humans. Figured I'd bring it up again. The range of emotions uh Ray's betters must have
1: had. Yankees.
2: Tonight. And and Yankees better. I mean,
1: too. I'm sure some TVs got broke in the Bronx. I
2: don't know. My man right here cheering for Team USA is pretty fired up. I don't know.
1: Jumping up and down. I'm not sure what he was. Uh... He must have the Diamondbacks to beat the Giants. Is that what he's...
2: Uh, he's wearing a USA shirt.
1: So, I was... oh, well, the USA is losing three one to the Czech Republic or I something know. like that. Yeah. So So,
2: uh, I just I just saw the corner of my eye, so I'm gonna jump. So I want
1: to finish these. Yes, let's yeah. do it. All right. So, some of these are intriguing.
2: All right. Let's uh, let's go through these. These are cross win total uh, bets and uh, NFL versus college. So Bills versus. Uh, Alabama. I wouldn't
1: touch that because I'm not going to lay the 190. It's like, an obvious Bills win, but I'm not going to lay the 190. And then Florida State against the Jags. It's intriguing, bet. So the
2: Jags, both their win totals are six and a half. So that's why it's even. Do you have a higher opinion on either one of those? I teams?
1: take the Jags because unlike Houston and Detroit, it doesn't benefit the Jags to win four games instead of eight even if they don't make the playoffs, because they have their quarterback. So this is about building blocks. Because picking six, if you don't need a quarterback, it's just like picking first. Because the quarterbacks are going to go early. Bryson and Caesar are probably going to go one, two. Then somebody else is probably going to jump up in the top five because the first two are gone.
2: Man, that is uh, – now, it, I'm hoping – And
1: I think Trevor Lawrence is, is going to be really good. Like, I like what I've seen from Trevor Lawrence. He's extremely athletic. For a guy's size, he has a big-time arm. I think he grew up so much last year having to endure the circus that was Urban Meyer. This year is going to be like, I mean, him walking on water. I mean, Doug Peterson is, is is everything that Urban Meyer isn't in a great way. They have good pieces, not great, but good pieces around him. And they have a chance to be a top half of the league defense. So so I do like Jacksonville to, to get to that 7-8. Seven, 7-8 eight. Seven, eight win total. Now, the, the thing with Norvell is I think Norvell's a really good coach. Coached against him. Uh, when I was at USF, he was at Memphis. It took him some time to fix Florida State because I think the program was broken. Mm-hmm. I think he's got it headed in the right direction. It'll come down to Jordan Travis.
2: Schedule's pretty challenging, right? Yeah. You play LSU uh, where you're a dog. You, go, you get a bye week. You go to Louisville. Uh, then you have Boston College at home. And then this stretch, now Wake Forest – uh, remains to be seen with the Sam Hartman situation, but it's Wake at NC State, home to Clemson. They also have a visit to Miami, and they finish the season like they always do against Florida uh, on a Friday evening.
1: So. so I'm more worried about Jacksonville getting to seven wins than I am about Florida State winning nine. If that makes sense. Yes. Yes. So I would. I'm not really worried about Florida, State, but I did want to put out there into the stratosphere that I do think Mike Novell is a good coach. Now, the one that really intrigues me is the next one. Chiefs, Chiefs no, oh, Bucks, Ohio State. Bucks, Ohio State. I do think Ohio State can win twelve games. I absolutely do. I, I have serious doubts that the Bucks are going twelve and five or better.
2: And I believe you can find a similar bet here in town uh, with Ohio. Uh, excuse me, with Alabama and Tampa. With Alabama, I believe being the slight favorite, but. I would take the plus money on yes. Ohio State. I think Ohio State goes undefeated. And, and I know in college football, there are landmines out there. They go to Penn State, uh, but they have Michigan at home. They open against Notre Dame at home. They're going to be a double-digit favorite in every game, maybe aside from the Penn State game on the road, which I believe is going to be a noon kickoff. I have to double-check that, but I believe that's going to be that big noon kickoff. So you don't get, in my opinion, Sean, you could play at a a, a, uh, a challenging atmosphere any time of the day, but just there's a little extra juice when mm-hmm. that thing's at nighttime. Uh, but I think Ohio State's going undefeated, and, you know, you and I are high on the Saints. I think the Saints have a chance to win that division. I agree. Um, I, I think there's a bit of a step back there for the Buccaneers.
1: I think it's a huge step back. I mean, what the Bucks are trying to do is unprecedented. I mean, their quarterback got caught up in a scandal in the offseason that got the owner of another organization suspended and the team fined and stripped of a draft pick. He retired, made plans for two weeks right in the middle of, of training camp, preseason, came back from retirement, has to miss two weeks to fulfill those plans. Mike Evans not practicing. Chris Godwin's coming off of ACL. They lost all three interior offensive linemen. They changed head coaches, even though I'm a big Todd Bowles fan. And there's no one that's a bigger Bucks fan than me, but everything about this says regression.
2: I like this bet a lot. Yeah. I would I would take the plus money with Ohio State. I'm really high on Ohio State. I don't know if they're as good as Alabama, but I think there's a pretty big gap between them and anybody else. I agree. Um, you know I I think you know they're they're going to win the Big Ten. I think obviously they're motivated every year to be Michigan. No, yep. but after last year's beatdown, where Ohio State or Michigan essentially just ran down their throats. I don't know how impactful. I'm very curious about the impact of Jim Knowles immediately, but I think as the season goes on, you're really going to see the fingerprints of him on that defense, and the offense is just going to be spectacular. I mean, there's no ways around it. I mean, they are going I to agree. be absolutely spectacular. I agree. Uh, so, I yeah, in agreement on the plus money. I know you don't like laying layin prices, but I think – People are talking too down on the Chiefs. And this matchup would be Chiefs minus 140 against Clemson plus 110. I think Clemson's fine.
1: I'm cool with that. I think the Chiefs 11-12 win team. I, think I don't Clemson's, think Clemson is.
2: Yeah, I think Clemson's 10.
1: Only thing gives me. Maybe 11. It, is you just, if you take the Chiefs, you have to get last year's DJ. Because if you get Notre Dame game DJ from two years ago, Clemson's schedule sets up for them to to easily be eleven and one, 12 and one. But
2: even if they're eleven and one, remember no play. Uh, I know. So but, but
1: now you need the Chiefs if with if, that defense that I think is extremely average in a division now that has the best collection of quarterbacks in the NFL to hold up. That would be my only concern. Let me
2: throw one at you because you like this team more than I do, a lot. Steelers plus 165 to have more wins. Oh, than take it. Than oh, yeah,
1: that's good. That's State. done. That's easy. The, the Steelers, Why are, you so high the Steelers are the most Pittsburgh? undervalued team I've seen in all of the futures market. <laughs> it's unbelievable the disrespect that Mike, Tom, Mike Tomlin is being shown. And Brian Flores is there as well. You forget how good Miami was on defense. Now you add his energy, his schematic opinions to help hopefully shore up you know, that run defense that was atrocious last year. But I'm telling you, offense, man, there's not a lot of teams that can say they got Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Claypool a freer move, uh, Najee Harris, and a rookie that people love as much as George Pickens. I mean, they got, I'm just saying, man. People And 15 years, Tomlin's never had a losing record. So, you got, so Penn State automatically has to win 10 games to win this bet. If they go nine, the best they could do is a push because Tomlin – his resume says, at worst, they're nine and eight. Trends are meant to be broken, well, not this year. I just, I don't get it, man. Interesting trend. Sunday, I know awful, we got a couple more days of show.
2: Offensive line, terrible run. Defense.
1: Baltimore Ravens and this preseason cover streak. And well, Lamar didn't play in Week One. I know that number's going up. It's almost, at, I think it's at seven now. That's a big number for preseason. Yeah, I think, I think it, it ends probably sit at, this one out. I think it ends at some point here. <laughs>
2: Uh, Penn State, man, you know they're in the Big Ten East, yeah, so they got just, road game at Auburn.
1: Loss, nah, yeah, a loss. Come on, Penn State not being the SEC team. Beat them last year. I know at Penn State. Auburn's they, they, they Auburn. got they got they gold go Bama.
2: I think I think Auburn's gonna be in a whole world of hurt. They got a they got a disaster. I remember Auburn.
1: Everybody counted them out against Bama last year, and it took they did like it took a Heisman fourth quarter from Bryce Young to get out of it unscathed. It's not easy to go down there and play. I'm just telling you. And, then and it's know. early in the season. They'll be fired up, even and if they are going to be bad. The fan then, base won't know it yet. And then
2: their defensive coordinator said, give me less money to go to Stillwater. I got to get out of well, here. Well,
1: Brian Harson is very difficult to work for from what I heard. <laughs> so that could be running away from the coach, not the program. Um, Michigan State against the Lions? I'm fading Michigan State. And I'm a big Mel Tucker fan. but people are high on Michigan State. I thought you were fading the Lions. I am, but I'm fading Michigan State more. I don't get all this Michigan State love. I don't think Peyton Thorne's anything special. And I know last year when Kenneth Walker wasn't doing Kenneth Walker-type things, Michigan State looked extremely average. I remember teams that had athletes at the skill positions running by Michigan State's defensive guys, and they were standing still.
2: Are you talking about when an Ohio State put 49 points? Yeah, I'm
1: down on Michigan State. I'll probably fade them any chance I get early in the season. Oh, so the market catches up. 49 points. Did you bet Michigan State then? No. Yeah, you did. You
2: did. You know who I bet? Tell. <laughs> yeah. still. I laid 20 with Ohio State. It's a nightcap here on v
0: is uncanny usa
1: he says somebody's in the house and i screamed
0: listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
2: wrapping things up here on the nightcap alongside sean king I am Tim Murray. Pretty busy night in Major League Baseball. A lot of uh, a lot of favorites coming home. And, uh, of course, got to give shouts to our guy who comes up after us, Scott Seidenberg. Well done, sir. I believe you, Mr. King. I did. Followed some of those plays. I did. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yes, it does. A whole lot of favorites come home tonight. So, Cincinnati beats Philly. That was one of the few dogs to come on home. Uh, Chicago beat Washington. San Diego beat Miami. The Mets in a wild game to close it out. They beat the Braves. Uh, Mariners, or excuse me, the Cardinals, as Jordan Montgomery throws another gem, by the way, uh, beat the Rockies. Dodgers take care of the brew crew. So, yeah, a lot of chalk coming home tonight. As I'm looking through it right now, Sean, it looks like Oakland and the Reds, the only two dogs to come home. And we still have one game out there as the Diamondbacks trying to finish off the Giants, which would make it three dogs tonight. But I as wonder, of right now, 13-2 and two for the favorites.
1: Yeah, I wonder if the walk-off Grand Slam was a spark the Yankees needed to get it turned around. Because they're only laying 45 cents tomorrow. They have the Blue Jays coming into town. You're Frankie Mont- Montas, the pitcher they picked up from Oakland. Mm-hmm. He's pitching, so.
2: Against Barrios.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's even, I mean, it's a dollar, minus a dollar thirty six. Yeah, we yeah. got to make
1: a couple dollars, man, before uh, football starts.
2: You tell me what to do. I'll,
1: I'll listen to I'll you. I'll text you tomorrow.
2: Um, I'll Tell you what, the Brewers, man, they need to. Uh, Pick up some wins here, Sean.
1: They, the wrong team to be trying to do it against.
2: They, yeah. Uh, they've lost. They're have they
1: pitching Corbin Burns tomorrow.
2: Well, today they lost. Uh, Gonsolin got it done in a,
1: in a gym. Underdogs tomorrow, and Burns is on the mound. Wow. They are playing the Dodgers. Yeah. I just don't feel like you can make a living fading the Dodgers. No, it's
2: probably not the best. Yeah. The I two, generally stay away from The them. two best teams – Against the run line this year are the Baltimore Orioles and the Dodgers. Yeah. And the Dodgers are a favorite every game.
1: Orioles are a home team tomorrow. They got the Cubs coming into town. Orioles are right there, man. By the way, my Reds beat the Phillies today. Shut them out. Go look at these standings right quick. Uh, mm-hmm. No shot. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. That was that was quick and painless. Yeah. yeah.
2: You want to look at the White Sox there? This, How many games are back of the White Sox? You want to, where's your notebook? You haven't been bringing your notebook. It's in my trunk. With my checkbook. With I my keep checks. For, I keep forgetting. My checks there. What do we, uh, we bet on Friday night when we had like the Detroit crew here. What, Lions? I think I took Lions over one and a half. We, we
1: got to have- stop letting people from those cities where like they're over exuberant about their chances come into the studio. Because I went from being a fan favorite, now I'm getting hate mail from Detroit. Hate mail? Yeah. What is was
2: this? 1996? Absolutely.
1: They don't know your address. DMS. Ah. Uh-huh. Close de- your DMS. Nah. A lot of valuable information is traded. Nah.
2: Close your DMS. Nah. I don't do that.
1: They, they, they. they I'm won't. a man of the people. So you insulate and isolate. See, I embrace. Tweet at engage. me. Engage.
2: You could tweet at me, and then we'll see what uh, what what happens. So, by the way, you could tweet us at one, Tim Murray. At Real Sean King, Um, I
1: got to get my followers up too. I got to figure out.
2: By the way, just kind of bringing things full circle here, we, according to reports, might hear a resolution on the Deshaun Watson situation tomorrow. Uh, There was reports that it could be today. Obviously, that did not happen. So it could be tomorrow. So we will know. and the uh, sports books and, and everything will have to adjust quite considerably if you believe, if whatever comes down is uh,
1: more of a suspension. Which If I was Deshaun, if place. I was his agent at this point, i say, hey, listen, minor setback for a major comeback. Let's just take the year and be out of sight, out of mind, let this thing pass on, let them get something else to talk about, and we come back next year ready to roll.
2: Well, there was a reason, Sean, that, He and his uh, representation only took a million dollars this year on a record-setting deal. They knew what was
1: coming. What I'm not going to do, though, I'm not going to take the year and then pay $15 in fines or nothing crazy. I'm not doing that. Then we'll fight it.
2: Well, I think the interesting decision will be if it's, let's say it's a year. Mm -hmm. He's going to serve that six-game suspension. He's already accepted that, right, from the NFLPA. If he fights it, and loses the fight, then you're carrying into next year. Like you said, I don't care.
1: I'm not paying if they they're going to suspend me for a year. I'm not paying an extra fine. If they're going to keep it at six games and then want to give me some kind of extra fine, okay, as long as it's reasonable. It's not saying it's six games. Well,
2: I think they. Just, I think the league definitely. I,
1: I think, just wish they make a decision. I really. I'm at and, the point and now, think, and I think they. Yeah, I don't I mean, even care what to, they do. I just think in 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 the fairness for all parties involved, I mean, just make a decision.
2: Um. Just going back to uh, humans and uh, and Jimmy both like an old miss. Did you see what? Uh, <laughs> see where Lane found his uh, his punter Mm-mm. at a frat party.
1: Was he there recruiting or was he there as a guest?
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he was. Uh, that's the story. I guess Lane. Lane. I listened to it. He said he found uh, found a punter. He was a. Uh, a scholarship punter at Nevada, uh, went in the transfer portal, I think just wanted to become a college student, didn't play last year, and now he's on the Ole Miss roster as the, as the punter. You
1: know, I'll be honest with you. Those punters and kickers, man, you find them in all kinds of places. I know you do. Charlie Strong came, and we had a kid show sure, up from Australia. Had never played football before. He was our starting punter.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the kid got a full ride to Nevada as a yeah. as a – Hunter. so. But By gotta, the way, we gotta get Eric, gotta love uh, gotta love uh, good old Lane.
1: We gotta get Eric Eager on the show tomorrow, or not tomorrow Friday, because the WNBA playoff started tonight. Yeah, they did, and that's his like space. Well, so they, if we're gonna, we we kind of got to point us in the right direction.
2: Well, I think Eric would also say he likes you know the NFL.
1: Yeah, but I mean we, we got time to get to the NFL. Like the the WNBA stuff is now.
2: Well, I can tell you one thing. Eric Eager, who I think kind of thinks similarly to me, you know, not blindly fading the public, but yeah, he doesn't want to be on the the trendy side. I don't think he could be thrilled because he was all in on hashtag Restore the Roar and the Detroit Lions. Oh yeah, and now the Detroit Lions. I believe I saw the other day. 97%, Ninety-seven percent. Yeah, Ben Fox from Veasan tweeted this out. Our, our own Ben Fox. Ninety-seven percent of the bets and ninety-five percent of the money at BetMGM, Sean, are on the Lions to make the playoffs. You know how I feel about the I, Lions. I know. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think that's frugazy.
2: Let me let me throw these at to you real quick before we uh, bid farewell and bring on Scott Seidenberg. The most bet overs. Her tickets at BetMGM, Lions over 6.5, Saints over 8.5. I don't like that. Your Steelers over 7.5. Smart people. Jets over 5.5, Dolphins over 8.5. The most bet unders, Sean?
0: Bears.
1: Bears. (laughs) I knew that was coming. Bears.
2: Bears. Cowboys under 10.5. Steelers under seven and a half. So people are betting both sides. So apparently the Steelers <laughs> are heavily bet both Why, sides. 15
1: years. A man's never had a losing record. No Seahawks and Titans. You know what I do want to find? And uh, Aaron, if you guys can, I don't even know where we find this. Find it if there's a prop for most penalized team in the NFL. Because that's the Cowboys bet. How many, they like. What, they have seven? I was told that's not allowed to be bet on. Yeah, they have 17? Yeah, they, they're terrible from a discipline standpoint. I am I am
2: shocked with Mike McCarthy. I am absolutely shocked. By the way, the Diamondbacks won, so uh, there was a dog day. Uh, excuse me, it was a favorites day, but a dog does get the final she, victory. 13-3, I believe, for the
1: favorites today. The Rays had it and let it go. Walk-off Grand Slam for the
2: old. New York Yankees, and we'll see, Sean, if that is the turning point for the New York Yankees. Is that what they needed to give them the punch in the arm since June 24th? You know, has the best record in the AL East, Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore Orioles, baby, get them into the playoffs, hon. All right, that's going to do it for our show. Thanks to Jimmy Ott. Thanks to Adam Wexler. Thanks to Matt Humans, Scott Seidenberg with the look ahead. A solid day for Mister Seidenberg. Give credit where
1: credit's Absolutely. 4-0. Oh. I roll with him, baby. Ching, ching, ching.
2: Well done, Mr. Seidenberg.
0: Thanks to Aaron Oster, our producer, everyone behind the scenes for Sean King. I- At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic: every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.